the hey girl hey podcast and i'm your host kim miller thank you so much for tuning in to episode two i'm so excited to be back with you guys y'all i'm so happy that we had such an amazing first week of the podcast i've gotten so much great feedback and love and support um so thank y'all so much to everyone who has subscribed who has commented who's left me ratings who shared with friends Every single person, y'all, I'm so grateful. Thank y'all so much. If you haven't got to listen to that first episode, please make sure you do. I don't want you to miss it because my girl Leah Cass has some major nuggets that she dropped. I have been really um, applying some of those principles to my life for sure this week with writing everything down and just having a plan and a vision. And regardless of the time, like she she just dropped so many nuggets. So y'all make sure y'all check that episode out if you didn't get to yet. But Yeah, we are moving right along, y'all. I'm so excited. I'm going to LA this weekend for some Hey Girl, Hey Business, which I'll keep you guys posted on. But yeah, this train is moving. So I'm super excited. Um, I hope everybody had a great week. I felt like my week was just really trying to um, become very organized and and schedule time to make sure I get all the things done because now I'm juggling just a little bit more, which is great. There's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, you just kind of have to figure out ways to balance that out. So I've been doing that. Um, I also did watch the R. Kelly documentary, which um, is just so much. It's just so much. I thought about talking about it a little bit, but I really think it's a lot. So I'm not even going to go there. Um, We may do that on a whole separate episode um, specific for for that. But I do want to say, you know, my heart goes out to all the women and young girls involved in that. That's just so sad and so tragic. So um, I have been praying for those girls. I have been praying for all those people involved. Um, I, that can't be easy to walk through that, to, to talk about that. None of those things can be easy. So prayers and love and support go out to those young ladies. But that's really all I'm going to say on that for now. But yeah, so this week has been very, very productive and um just trying to get everything ready and keep it, keep this train a moving. So, um, we are here, we're, we're into episode two. And again, like I said, I, I got so much great feedback. So please continue to, um, send me emails, leave me comments, anything you want to see, anything you want to hear. Um, I love to hear that type of stuff. So keep it coming. But, um, for my, for my Hey Girl this week, I'm excited about this one because it's my good friend. Uh, I've been friends with her for a while. So Hey Girl for this week goes to my girl, Dominique English, who me and Dominique were friends. We both lived in New York and have both since relocated. She lives in Nashville now, I believe Nashville and I'm in Houston, obviously. But, um, I just been watching her in the last couple of weeks and months and she's preparing to launch her blog, which, um, just watching her do that has been amazing. It's reminded me of this journey that I'm on launching my podcast. And man, I have such great respect for anybody that is doing something, following their dreams right now, because it's not easy to step out of your comfort zone and do something um, that, that you have wanted to do for years. So 
I've just been seeing her and loving her and, and loving her conversations every day. She's had um, just new conversations and new contents as she prepares for this blog. So I wanted to shout her out this week and just encourage her to keep going, keep pressing, keep pushing whatever obstacles you come to, which you will. They'll come, but just keep pressing because, man, it is such a blessing to be able to do what you love. And it's so fulfilling. So. Hey girl, Miss Dominique English. <laughs> but um, as we move along into the episode, I do want to talk about the question of the week. This week, um, I did put it out there that this episode is about my miscarriage, and I'm sharing with my um guest this week, Miss Ellie Brown, who will get into her introduction a little bit later. But um. I wanted to share my heart and just kind of where I am this week because I really had an amazing revelation this week. But I wanted to read my journal entry just so you can kind of hear my heart and see where I was at that time. This was dated April 9th, 2018. So this past Wednesday, I went to Lee and Dustin's Marriage Connect group. I hadn't been in so long. When I got there, I talked with about three to four young ladies that were expecting babies. The subject for the night was about prioritizing your marriage with kids. We had some really good conversation. And at the end, one wife had a prayer request because she had been trying to have a baby for a while. And a few other ladies raised their hand wanting prayer for the same thing. I didn't raise my hand because I think I had convinced myself that I was okay if baby number two did not happen. Dustin prayed that God would bless the wombs of all the ladies that night. I remember saying in my heart, in my head, me too, Lord. The next morning, I go to check my flow app and it says one day late. I woke Jesse up all abruptly. <laughs> At first, I said, go get a test right now. But it was like 5 a.m. So I told him we could revisit this tomorrow. I got to work and of course I couldn't wait. So I ran to Walgreens, which was eight minutes from my job. I came back and took the test. It was taking a while. So I assumed it would be negative like so many other tests in the past. It wasn't pregnant popped up and I couldn't believe it. I called Jesse right away. He couldn't believe it. We made an appointment for the next day, which was Friday, three days later. And I tested positive again, but the nurse said it is very early. So they want to do some more blood work today to make sure my levels are increasing. My next appointment will be May 2nd, which is perfect because we want to tell Maddie at her party on May 5th. I'm praying that I have a healthy pregnancy. I want to continue to work out and eat healthy. Please, Jesus, give me a healthy baby boy. <laughs> Fingers crossed. But either way, we will be grateful for a healthy baby praying for a healthy baby come December 2018. So that was my my entry on April 9th. Um, and man, this week, I, I read through my my um journal often just to kind of, I don't know, it's very therapeutic to me sometimes to just read through it. But man, I was reading it this week and just kind of thinking about how all that played out and just preparing for this week's episode. And man, God really reminded me that he honored that promise, even though as it played out, I didn't have a natural baby in December, but you know, my due date for my child would have been around December 24th, I believe December 23rd or 24th. And my podcast launched almost to the day. Like my first episode, I think aired on the 27th, like it published. Um, and, and God reminded me that he honored that promise, although it didn't look as I thought it would look, though it didn't look like a natural baby. I really believe that God blessed me and honored that promise of birthing something, a different type of baby, which is my podcast baby. And it's this baby that I've wanted for so many years in that 
had I had my natural baby, I don't think I would have had my podcast. And not to compare one to the other, because I don't want to diminish uh, anyone's desire to have a natural baby, because I know what that feels like as well. But man, when God reminded me of that, it blew me away because I just had such an appreciation and gratefulness that God allowed this podcast to come to pass when he did. And now I could plan for the future with my family. And, and I really feel very encouraged for the future of my family. But I just want to encourage you some somewhere that you may feel like God didn't honor his promise or, or answer a prayer that you may have asked him. But he honors those prayers. Sometimes they don't happen when we think they should. And sometimes they don't look the way we think they should look. But I am grateful. I stand today grateful that God honored that prayer and birthed a whole different type of baby that I had no idea was going to be such a blessing to my life and to so many others. So yeah, that happened to me this week. And that was an amazing revelation. And the timeliness of it was just like perfection. Um, so I'm grateful for that. And I just want to encourage anyone else that may have walked through that or is walking through that, you know, um, believe God for your natural baby, but also man, believe God for any other babies that he wants to birth from you, any other things that he wants to birth out of your life and in your life. And, um, that's where I am now. So I'm super grateful. And so that was, that was one of the questions that I got for this week was what do I want women to learn from this miscarriage story? And that's really it, man. Like, You know, one, I do want women to know they're not alone. You know, it's so many women that don't always talk about their journey, but so many women have gone through it. So many. It's so common. And although it's still tragic, it's so very common. And I want to make sure that I always create a community of women that can talk and share um, things that aren't aren't always pleasant, but where you can feel the love and support. And that's really what I want this story to be about. Um, Cause that's what I received during my, during my journey. I received that even during this interview and just being able to, to share with women who have gone through the same thing. It's, it does something to your heart. It does something to your soul. When you could hear um, the same story in a positive light, you know, positivity as well, not just like what was me and and I you have to walk through your season but I also want to just share the hope that comes on the other side of that tragedy so I'm hoping this episode blesses you guys it really blessed me actually um talking through this with my guests and that's going to lead me to the intro for my guest Miss Ellie Brown who is the founder do you do you call her a founder I think that is that is what she would be called the founder of Uptown with Ellie Brown um she's a lifestyle blogger um she has an amazing following. She has a beautiful husband and family, and she's just super encouraging. When she was walking through her miscarriages, she actually had two, which she will share about. I just gravitated to the the light that still reflected in her life and through what she was going through, and that's kind of the way I felt as well. So as soon as I knew I was launching my podcast, I knew I wanted her to be one of my guests. So I hope you guys enjoy Miss Ellie Brown. Uh, do you know every time I say Uptown with Ellie Brown, it makes me think about Uptown Funk, and then I just go into that <laughs> <laughs> every single time. It's like every, it never fails. Well, that's a good thing. I can't even separate it. So Uptown with Ellie Brown, I am so excited that you're here. Thank you. So I know how amazing you are and how fabulous you are and that you're like the most amazing lifestyle blogger ever. And you have like 100 million followers and you have an amazing (laughs) husband and beautiful boys. But um, tell everybody how you got started, how you got to be Uptown Ellie Brown that we know today. So give us a little intro about you. Oh, man. So Uptown with Ellie Brown has been five years in the making. Um, It's been a lot of grit. 
blood, sweat, and tears. Um, but, you know, I was, I don't think I even had Jaden, my oldest at the time, but the at the time, blogs were big-ish, were, you know, on the uptrend, mm-hmm. and um, I know I wanted to be at home, but I've always loved the fashion and the beauty, um, and it was a way of me still being creative. I'm that, you know, I have that type A personality, so I'm like, I cannot sit just at home. sit yeah like i'm gonna be doing something what can i get my hands on and it was either me spend money <laughs> or like find a creative outlet um to make money in a way um and so that was you know kind of just came to me and i've always had questions like you know oh where'd you get your dress or you know how did you do this or how did you do that yeah and, you know so you know going back to you know blogs were were becoming popular or were popular already at that time and there were a few bloggers that I just I admired and loved and so I thought you know what I'm gonna find find something to keep myself busy because I was in the in the transition of being um from working at Lakewood at the time to going home um or dropping to part-time and then being at home full-time and so thought you know what Just, just gonna do it just gonna take a stab at it and so I did. And at first it was very like mom, you know, mommy blogger. My pictures were horrible. Um, it was dark. Um, the <laughs> Sometimes I look back at the pictures and I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, but I you cannot know, imagine that. But okay. No, no, they're there. <laughs> I still like, I, I still keep them. I haven't deleted them because I'm like, oh my gosh, what was I thinking? But you know. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Oh, Drizzy, a little <laughs> um, bit of Drizzy reference. <laughs> <laughs> I always tell myself that, but you know, um, just took a stab at it and it went, you know, went for it. And it, a friend of mine was like, you know, you really, because even when I first started, it was just, just pictures of the family at the zoo. It was yeah. just, you know, it's just little snapshots here and there. And it wasn't until a friend of mine was like, you know, you need to actually be doing pictures and taking pictures and you know, putting your outfits together. And so I did that. And then just, it went from there. Wow. Yeah. Before we like dive head into the topic for tonight, mm-hmm. what, um, I know that you were very public in regards to your miscarriage, but before we get into the miscarriage stories, mm-hmm. um, how did you determine like to be so public, even like in the midst of that or how do you determine when to be private, when to be public? Like, how do you come to that conclusion? You know, it's it's hard. It's hard balancing it because in the, on the end, when you share things, you're you're quick, or people are quick to criticize, mm-hmm. quick to point fingers, and you know, say, "Oh, she did this," or "Oh, she did that." So it's hard. Um, but ultimately, and even like with kids, sharing the kids, and you know, there was a point in time where Jordan and I, you know, well, are we going to share the kids because you know social media and people are crazy yeah yeah, you know people do crazy things and honestly it's just going back to reminding myself that I think even though I do talk about the fashion and the beauty and and you know all of that I think I know that my purpose is much bigger Mm -hmm. um I know that I didn't get my following I like I have a gift and I know that God has given me that gift and um, given me the platform to ultimately use it for his glory. Yeah. And so I just, you know, pray and believe and trust that God will, you know, help me 
and give me wisdom in how to share and what to share and what not to share. I mean, for the most part, we've shared, I've shared pretty much anything and everything just because I feel like it's all part of my testimony. Right. So if people see how my husband and I interact or how I interact with my kids and, you know, sharing the, you know, the ins and outs of my life, I guess, you know, that even though the good, the bad, and the ugly, um, that God will ultimately get the glory. And that, you know, I think it's just people seeing the lifestyle. Yeah. Um, you know, just how, you know, you people look at celebrities and, you know, they're attracted to the fame and the glory and all of that. But I want people to see Christ in my life. I want people to see Christ in me and the way, you know, I am with my kids or with my husband and my marriage and all that. So just, you know, I guess I've shared everything and anything, but it's just, you know. Yeah. Just really trusting, hearing from God. Right, right, right. Trusting that God will lead you. I mean, has God ever led you not to share? Or at this point, do you feel like God has put you in a space to share and God will just bless whatever you decide to share? I, there has not been a time where I have felt not to share. Actually, I, I think I felt more compelled to share. Mm-hmm. Um, I There hasn't been a time where I'm like, no, I'm not going to share this. Yeah. It's actually just, flip. I mean, there's always been a stronger... You know, when you just, feel yeah. the Holy Spirit down in you, just stirring that up. Um, I there's ex, It's been the opposite for me. Wow. And is Jordan equally on board with that? Or do, do sometimes you have to convince him of... No, he's on board. He's yeah. actually, you know, through through sharing everything on the blog, um, sharing more of the marriage and, you know, how, you know, we've been married for 10 years and, you know, how we keep, keep it hot and spicy yeah. or all that, you know, we've actually gotten questions like, you know, how did y'all meet? And, you know, what do you do? Um, and I still have yet to do the blog post just because it's been something that we've been praying about and thinking about, like, how are we going to approach this? Because and it was actually his idea. He's like, you know, maybe we should do some videos, like a video once a month or, where, you know, where we open up and, yeah. you know, we share more about the marriage and, you know, how we, the roles in the marriage and et cetera, all that. So um, he's been on board. Wow. That's dope. I got to yeah. get my husband on board. He's yeah. so shy. I don't know if shy is the right word, but he's super like private. Is he? So he's kind of like, uh, what are you going to be talking about on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, it's going to be super honest and raw. I'm not going to yeah. be talking just for the sake of talking. But, yeah. you know, I feel like, like you said, in no way do I feel like I'm anything to be looked at. But when people have been married for a period of time or they have a family or anything that someone desires to have, it always yeah. kind of appears like it's all together. And I just feel like you have to be super honest with people yeah. about your journey and what you've been through. So yeah. I think, listen, I think everybody has influence. Yeah. Whether, I mean, whether you've got a huge following. Right. I mean, I think you always, I mean, everybody has an influence around them. And I think... It's funny, though, because Jordan is actually the extrovert. Oh. And I'm not at all. Like, for me to be in a public setting with a lot of people, I'm like, get me out of here. Really? I'm like, don't put me in front of people to, like, to speak. I'm like, I'm not. I'm like, no. I would never think that. I totally freak out. Yeah. And he is the complete opposite. Like, give him a microphone and he will be up there for (laughs) an hour. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And I'm like, uh... um. So he's, yeah. So it works beautifully with you guys. Well, for the purpose of um, this conversation, I'm going to share my miscarriage story. Yeah, yeah. So um, we've been married 10 years also. We had our anniversary in September. So when me and Jesse got married, uh, I think both of us were in agreement that we would have two kids. Like, Mm -hmm. we never knew how or when, but we always were like, two is a nice number. Uh, Anything more than that seemed very extreme. And Are you listening, Jordan? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, let's do five. Oh. I'm like, 
I can't even wrap my head around that. But some people can. And I think that's beautiful. If you want to be that person. You get in this look. Do it, for the, <laughs> do it for the ones like myself who just can't even no. process it. But uh, we were fine with two. Yep. We, and we still feel fine with that idea. But um, so we got pregnant super quick, which I do not encourage. FYI, I advise people to stay married like at least three to four years yeah. if you can. Yeah. But we got married like. At our one-year anniversary celebration, I found out I was pregnant. So Madison was here right before our two-year anniversary. So she, I mean, she is our world. Like, we adore Madison to the point where, like, we're like, we don't need another kid. Like, she's fine. (laughs) And we really were fine. Like, I got on birth control, and I got the Mirena, and that's like a five-year birth control. So I got the Mirena, and I'm like, well, if I decide to take it out sooner... Um, we could do that. But yeah. for now, I'm going to do that. Got the Marina. Five years later, I'm still like, uh, we were both looking at each other like, I don't know. We still weren't quite ready to even try. So I'm like, I'm going to get another Marina. But I knew in my mind that I probably wasn't going to keep this one the full five years. Mm-hmm. So um, got the second Marina. And at that point in our time, like in our life, we were kind of in transition. Like we were living in New York, but we were kind of thinking about relocating. Houston was my home. Um, we were just definitely like seeking the spirit in terms of where we were going to be as a family. And where is he from? He's from New York. No, so too. Buffalo, okay. New York. Yep. Okay. So that's where we live for nine years. That's okay. how we know like Rose and all that. That's all our crew okay. from New York. So, okay. um, that, I think that, uh, that, and just like, just still not feeling a hundred percent ready. Yeah. We were like, let's get one more Marina and see how it goes. Um, so that was like right before we moved to Houston, moved to Houston and, about two years after moving, I started having like physical issues with the Moraine at that point. Like just feeling like it wasn't really safe anymore. And I just mm-hmm. kind of, I did maybe too much research. I don't know. Cause I used to love the Moraine, <laughs> but then I was like, wait a minute, this don't seem right. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to take it out. And we had a conversation again, Jesse and I like, okay, we need to figure out what's the plan here. Mm-hmm. So we both felt comfortable not being on birth control, not full fledged trying to have a baby, but just like living it out for a little bit. Having fun. Having fun. Having seeing fun. seeing what happened. Like, we weren't like, if we got pregnant, it wouldn't be like devastating at that right. point. Yeah. So we're like, let's just see. So um, maybe like five months after that, I started wanting to try to have a baby. And we did that for about two months, which to me, that's horrible. Like, I don't ever want to do that again. Like the tracking and the, yeah. it's super stressful. And I feel like it takes like the romance away yeah. and it yeah. just like creates something that, it's not to me it's not supposed to be there like that's not the way that God designed it to be in my eyes so like two months of that was just like "Mm, no I'm not gonna do that like we have sex enough to for it to happen naturally it happened naturally with Madison like I just didn't feel the need to keep like trying so that was and I have like all these timelines because I'm like I don't know a weirdo but that was like October so April is when I found out I was pregnant of of the following year so eight so this was October 26 17 now we're in april 2018 okay when i found out i was pregnant and my period is like clockwork so if i'm like a day late yeah i'm like i'm pregnant i know it (laughs) and sure enough i was like it was like a day late on my little flow app and i'm like i'm gonna wait till i get home from work to get a pregnancy test and i like went on my lunch break because i'm like so antsy pants (laughs) and i like found out i was pregnant at work in the bathroom I always find out I'm pregnant at the most craziest oh. locations. Like I found out I was pregnant with Madison at my church bathroom in New York. Like I'm always like very antsy. Like when I feel it, I'm Can't like, I got to go take a test right now. But, um, 
found out I was pregnant and we went through all the, you know, getting the appointments and it was super early. Like if you're a day late pregnant, you're super early. Right. But I'm like, I'm gonna go ahead and schedule my appointment just to kind of get things lined up, which I don't know, that was probably a mistake as well in retrospect, but um, went to the doctor. It's so funny because I like you're saying this, and I am exact like the exact same really? way. Really? Every like everything. That is so funny. Yeah. I knew we were so sisters yes. already, but yes. um, so went to the doctor, and they were like, the pregnancy test is super faint, so we'll get some blood work done just to make sure that your numbers are like doing what they're supposed to do or whatever. Um, so I get a call. No, I didn't even get a call. I called the next week, and the lady on the phone, like this isn't even the doctor. This is like whoever picks up the phone is like, oh, your numbers went down. I think you're having a miscarriage. What? Like over the phone. I don't so know this who this like person is. This is like the receptionist oh my at gosh. this point. And so I'm like, what? Like, this seems so unprofessional. Like, are you sure? And yeah, she, talk to my yeah. <laughs> and she's like, yep, you're having a miscarriage. Like she's telling me definitively, like I'm having a miscarriage. And I'm just like, first I'm kind of like really hurt. And then I'm like, I told Jesse, I'm like, I don't know. I don't believe that. Like, I'm not going to believe that yeah. in, in this moment in time. Yeah. Like, until I know for sure, I'm going to believe God that we're going to have a, a baby. Like, yeah. period. So, between, like, it was about three to four weeks of, like, very back and forth, like, watching my numbers. Because then my numbers, like, shot up. But still not, like, doubling every day. But, like, right. a huge shoot up. So, then the same receptionist is like, oh, this is a great sign. Like, your numbers shot up. And I'm like, first of all, I'm done with you. <laughs> in this whole facility because like the doctor there the doctor was a male and um I don't know I never had a problem with the male OBGYN but now I kind of have a different opinion because he was kind of like you know if you this if this is your first miss like you should be grateful this is your first miscarriage almost and I just feel like that's not good verbiage to hear like during like the possibility of a miscarriage like I don't I know it's very common I know like it happens but like that's not what I want to hear in this moment so like x that whole doctor's office out found a new doctor's office and like and this is while you're going through the miscarriage. this is while I'm going through the mis- and still never having like any proof that I was having a miscarriage which was like super like like frustrating because my numbers were still going up but not like they needed to yeah. and they were saying well have you been spotting have you been cramping I'm like no I haven't had any of that so finally like I went to a new doctor's office with all women and super amazing this is still my doctor's office now but finally they're like at this point I'm 10 weeks pregnant but I hadn't progressed past like six weeks mm-hmm. they're like it's no it's no way like we need to go ahead and take the next steps yeah. so at that point in time we did accept that that's what's happening. You're having yeah. a miscarriage. So then they give you the opportunity to either do a DNC or I chose to do like the, it's supposed to be more of a natural way where they insert the, the pills. Oh. It's like, which <laughs> I'm very into like, <laughs> there's like hand motions and sounds going on. But um, I don't know why DNCs scare me, but they do. I don't know why. I don't know if well, I would it choose. it's like a major surgery. It's a major surgery. Yeah. And I was just, when they gave me the option to do something a little more natural, I was like, well, I'm going to try it out. I don't know that I would advise this to anyone else in looking back because literally, like, I bled for, like, almost seven weeks straight. <gasps> and to the point where, like, I thought I was going to need a blood transfusion. Oh, my god! Like, I lost so much blood. Is like, that normal? They say it's possible. They say it could happen that way. And they didn't, of course, they didn't tell you when they, when no, they gave you. No, of course not. Like, it's like, it could either be, like, very, very simple or it could be, like, me and you I'm think sure you could you. possibly. And, like, I still, like, I didn't, I wasn't weak or anything, but it was just, like, 
to have to be bleeding for so long. And like, I process things very quickly. So like I cried, I like wrestled with God. I did all the things within like the first week of all this, Mm -hmm. but I still had to physically play this out over like a six to seven week period. So basically dragged it out, dragged it out dragged out and come to find out like the first round didn't take so i don't know if that's i think in a normal setting it would have been quicker but the first round i needed two rounds i ended up having to have two rounds of the insertion oh wow because it was like a little bit of tissue left so that is so okay like six weeks later i'm finally like completely done with Mm -hmm. it so that was like in june that i was completely done with everything so now this is like december i'm finally feeling like if I was to get pregnant, I think I would be okay, like, with the idea. Like, before it was still kind of, like, very, very, like, although I wasn't fearful or, like, I, I don't live in fear, it's still just, like, the idea of going right back into that yeah. was kind of, like, a little bit of trepidatious. Yeah. So that is my story in a nutshell, but very, very hopeful. Like, people were concerned with how hopeful I was yeah. to a point, you know what I mean? But yeah. I just choose to, like... I know you can choose to live in a space of like, well, if it doesn't happen, I'm grateful, which I'm always grateful. But I just choose to live in a space of like, I'm going to have another baby. And it's just a matter of when. So that's where we are. Me and Jesse do it all the time. And, you know, (laughs) whenever it happens, it'll Uh, happen. (laughs) Yes, there is his new his new song. Jaden and Colin love it. Um, uh, Coming in hot. I don't know that one. It's their new one. It's like, coming in hot. Uh, oh. <laughs> anyways, and he goes, uh, he goes, uh, I need y'all to quit asking me when when me and my wife are going to have some kids. Right now, we just practice. Oh, that's what we always say. I'm like, oh, it's so funny. <laughs> that's our favorite line. So, you know, yeah. it'll happen when it happens. But, um, so you, you've actually had two miscarriages. And I love that. So in my situation and listening to you, how you talk about when you went through your first miscarriage, but then you held Liam in your arms and how amazing that was and how it kind of almost took away what you went through prior to that. So um, can you talk a little bit about your first miscarriage and then leading into having Liam? I'm going to try not to cry here. Um, Yeah, so I had two. I had um, I had one before. Do we need a? We're good. good. Yeah. yeah. I um I had two mis two miscarriages. I had to have two surgeries, two DNCs. Um I had one before Liam and Liam's now seventeen seventeen months. Yes. And that was a first. Um somewhat the same. I my period was always regular on the clock. Um, same day. And if I knew if I I mean if my my period was late, I was pregnant. Yeah. Um you know, took a pregnancy test, came out positive. And went to the doctor probably around, my doctor normally waits between six and eight weeks, so it's probably around seven weeks. Um, we went, didn't find anything. Mm. And this is the, still the first time uh, that this was all, so this was back in 2016? 2016, yeah. Um, funny enough, I got pregnant. So Jaden and Colin, my two older ones, their birthdays are January 11th, mm-hmm. and then Colin was born the next year, January 1. Oh my goodness. This pregnancy, I was due January 2nd. Oh. And I'm like, I'm going to have three All these January, January babies. Yes. I know. I'm like, what in the world? Um, but so, yeah, went to the doctor's appointment. Between, you know, that seven week, there was nothing there. So the doctor was like, oh, you know, maybe it's too early. Do some blood work. Went back the next week. Still nothing there. 
Um, more blood work and same thing. Hormones were going up but not doubling like they expected. Yeah. Um, and so she would wanted to wait three weeks just to really make sure. And that was three very long weeks. Right. Um, that was three weeks that, you know, it, it rocks your world. Mm-hmm. Um, it flips everything upside down. Um, I remember there's just, you know, I, I look back and there are moments that I just try to like, just completely just not remember. Yeah. But I vividly remember just, you know, Jordan and I in the living room, just on our knees, just praying and worshiping and pleading and like, God, like do something. Mm -hmm. And I remember there was one point also remember, remember in bed and I'm just like, you know, like in the child's position and I'm just bawling and Jordan is just holding me because I'm like, why? You know? Um, so the third week comes, comes, you know, comes by still nothing there. And then it was at the point where the doctor gave me the decision. She knows she's like, we can have a DNC, um, and or we can let your body just naturally just you know have a miscarriage, mm-hmm. or you can take the medicine. Um, at that point, with three weeks of just drawing it out yeah. with blood work, I'm like, you know what? I'm I just I'm ready to move on. Next chapter. Let's close this. Um, so I had the DNC and. I, it was rough. Um, after it was rough, um, it took me four months to get pregnant after the first DNC, and then you know got pregnant with Liam. And I, it, you look back, and it's almost as if I lived in some sort of. I had to get a Doppler for the home to like to listen to Liam's heartbeat because I, I just I needed to know that he was yeah. okay. And even Jordan's like, would you like you're going crazy? And I'm yeah. like, no, I just it, and it just it's it robs you a miscarriage robs you in in a way um that it's almost as if like you know even now after having Liam and even going through my second one it's almost as if like I mean yeah I'm I'm happy and I have obviously um you know the joy of the Lord is my strength but it does something to you that yeah. I don't think it's hard to explain and it's not unless you've gone through it that you understand mm-hmm. but you know, I lived my pregnancy with paranoia almost every doctor's appointment with Liam. Like, oh my gosh, is he okay? Like, is there a heartbeat? Is right. he okay? You know, can we do another ultrasound just to make sure? Um, so I went through, you know, with Liam and everything. Had Liam and obviously, and Liam is really, has been the definition of a rainbow baby for me. Yeah. He has healed me in a way um, that, I, again, I can't really explain and I just, I don't have the words, but you know, going through that and then having Liam, there's been, um, I can't imagine life without him. Right. And so we knew we all, we, we wanted four. We agreed on four. Mm. Um, three, it, it was three at first. And I'm like, no, let's go for the fourth. Maybe a girl, you know, we do want a girl. Yeah. Jordan, more so Jordan than me, but I mean, I'm fine with being a boy mom as well. Um, but then, you know, we started trying again or... If it were up to Jordan, I think he would want like Liam and the fourth baby back to back, and I'm like, no, like give me it, like I I need I need time. A little time. bit of time, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, give, like can I can I have my body back, please? Yeah. Um, and so we waited a little bit, and I was off the pill for a few months, and then I got pregnant. And so what was interesting was that you know this was a month. Um, it was October. It was the month that we had um really been just praying and reading together. We were really having our quiet time. Like every day, I mean, like it was just something that we were believing and praying for, you know, just some bold things. And one of them was a girl, a baby yeah. girl. Um, Jordan's got some stuff at work that's going on. And, you know, we were just kind of just believing and praying and fasting. And so that was a month that I ovulated late. Mm. And 
it's I don't like again my body's like clockwork. So yeah. I remember thinking like, oh, this is weird. Like I don't normally ovulate. This How did late. you know you ovulated late? You track? I don't track. I just know my body. That I have not mastered. You gotta teach me that. We can do that all. We okay, on the right. side. Yeah, on yeah, the yeah. side. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, and then again, hormones like my sex drive. Like yeah. I, I, uh, you know, I've I've learned to be in tune with my body, and so I remember thinking like, oh, this is really late. Anyways, you know, I'm like, oh, whatever. So I remember my period was supposed to be due on a Monday. Mm-hmm. Monday comes and goes, nothing. So it was like Monday night, and I'm like, oh, we'll take a pregnancy test just to make sure, because I'm like, my period should be here by now. And uh, Monday comes, uh, take my, I take a pregnancy test, and it comes back negative. So then Wednesday, two days after my missed period, comes back negative again. I take another pregnancy test, and I'm like, what in the world? I'm like, my, I'm not the one to just miss a period. Right. I'm like, what is going on? So in my mind, I'm like thinking, oh, well, maybe because I ovulated late, then, you know, my period's going to come late. I've, you know. So Friday. So this is now five days after my missed period. Mm. And I'm like, you know what, midday, I'm like in the middle of cleaning the house. I'm like, I'm just going to take another pregnancy test. It comes out positive. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So, you know, we're excited. Um, I did a little like surprise because I'm thinking, I'm like, I want to do something different. I just don't want, because the last pregnancy, it's always either Jordan was with me while I took it or like he come home and like the first thing I blurt out, I'm like, I'm pregnant, (laughs) you know. Um, I'm like, I wanted to do something different. And, you know, I even have the video and... You know, I go back and forth. I'm like, do I want to keep the video? Do I really want to remember that? Mm-hmm. And, like, I I didn't even have time to, like, go get a, Liam a shirt. So I took a Sharpie and I wrote Big Bro. And I gave him the pregnancy test. And Jordan was on the phone. And he's like, he goes up to Jordan and he's, like, holding the pregnancy test and putting it in his mouth. And I'm like, Liam, oh! get that out of your mouth! <laughs> um, and so, like, it, it, you know, it takes Jordan a while to for it, like, he's, like, reading it. And he's like, wait, what? And he's like, it, it had, I think he thought it was a pen at first or whatever anyway. So, you know, we're excited. I'm the type where I announce everything super early. So I think within, I think I found out on Friday and it was like that Sunday, I'm like, let's announce it. And then also because I feel like I share so much also on yeah. Instagram, I didn't want to like keep that for two or three weeks. Right. That would have been I hard. Just, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not like that. Again, I'm open about everything. So mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to share. So I shared. We're all excited. Um, and then comes the night before the, uh, the, um, the first ultrasound, the mm-hmm. first appointment. Right. And, I remember going on stories and I'm like crying because I've just deep down there's this fear this I'm like oh my gosh like what if I don't want to go through this again yeah you know and so went to the doctor's appointment sure enough there's nothing there and so you know she's like oh we should see something by now and then you know I tell her that well I did ovulate late maybe you know it's late she's like yeah but maybe it's just late so did some blood work and then I went back in 20 no 48 hours did blood work blood work again same thing the hormones are supposed to double and they they went up about i think it was like instead of it doubling it was it went up like 20 percent or 25 percent. okay and so um but then my eight my what level one of the levels one of the hormone levels i don't remember it was high and she's like you know that's a good sign so you know it was it was just that time frame of that week. So we did the same thing, like three weeks of ultrasound every week. Yeah. And it was in that first week, it was just like, oh my gosh, it's just like a flashback of everything that had yeah. happened before. And there was just something deep down in my heart that I'm like, you know what? No, I'm not going to let myself 
get go there. Yeah. I, I don't want to go there. And then there was this just, I feel like the Holy Spirit was just really speaking deep down, like, don't let the enemy steal your joy. Yeah. And it, that, that was just the one thing, the word joy, just, I was the one word that I kept going back to. And, and even reading and praying, it was just, there were stories that I was reading throughout the Bible and just the joy of the Lord. And, you know, that was the one thing that I was going back to, kept going back to. And I just, I refused to. I'm like, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to let my mind go there. I have so much to be thankful for. I have three kids. Yeah. You know, we're all healthy. Um, I, there's so much to be thankful for that I'm not going to let the enemy steal my joy in this. Right, right. Um, and so that was the one thing that just kept coming back to me. Just the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. And so, you know, we went in for the second uh, second appointment a week later. So at this time, there was the first appointment, there was a sack, but there was no yoke. Okay. And so the second appointment, there was a sack and a yoke, but, and they saw something. But at that point, the doctor was like, you know, you're really small, you're very petite, we should be able to see something. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, there's progression though from the week before, because the week before we didn't see anything at all. Right. You know, now there's a sack and a yoke. I'm like, so maybe, you know. I'm obviously trying to, you know, because the entire time we were, Jordan and I, we were, we were praying and just, you know, just really believing that, you know, the same God that, that healed back then and, you know, throughout the Bible, the stories in the Bible that healed and, you know, caused the blind man to see, we were believing, we know that that, that he is the same God right. who was and will forever be. That's right. And so we were believing and just praying God that you will do the supernatural, that you can do the supernatural. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm trying to find hope and, and faith and, and any little thing. Uh, and I'm like, but, you know, there's progress. And she's like, well, there is. And so, you know, we're talking to the doctor and she's like, you know, and I ask her, I'm like, well, next week if we come and we see something, you know, then is you know, like, that's a good thing, right? And, you know, doctors are very like, they don't want to give you any hope. Too much hope, right? Yeah, you know, liability issues, I get that. And so she's like, you know, well, we can, there's a possibility. She's like, you know, chances are that, there's not going to be. Mm. Um, and she says, and if there is a fetal pole next week, she said, then you have the, she's like, then that's when I would encourage you to start doing um, uh, like um, genetic testing. Okay. She says, because if you're developing and if you're like moving this slow, okay. then there could be issues. Mm. And so then it's at the point it's like, okay, well, you know, we believe that God can either bring back to life or bring to life. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're praying and believing and just Jordan went on a fast. Um, I didn't obviously pregnant. I d- didn't do that. We, I fasted through, uh, like social media and some other stuff and he went through fast, no eating and, and, and nothing but water for four days. And mm. we were just really praying and believing that God do the supernatural. Um, and it's funny because the first time that I did, uh, that I went through the miscarriage the second time around, you know, when God's praying, when God was praying right before, um, they they captured him mm-hmm. um you know he went up there and he prayed three times not you um he he prayed take like this, this cup, cup away, take, right. yeah take this cup from me but not my will your will right and it was one of the things that i prayed in with the first miscarriage and then i prayed in the, in the also in the second miscarriage and i'm like you know i don't want this to happen yeah but ultimately your if it's will. your will yeah because i mean i think about like you know Obviously, I have Liam now, and so having Liam and and not, you know, I can't imagine life without Liam. Yeah. And the joy that he's brought to the family and, you know, how, um, 
you know, the little personality and his joy and how he, you know, how much love and joy that he's brought to the family. Um, like, knowing that God has, that his, you know, his plan is sovereign, that he's sovereign, that his will is sovereign, and knowing that, you know, his plans in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, his plans for me, you know, he's got great plans for me, but not only for me, but for my kids. Yeah. So reminding myself that, like, obviously this isn't a surprise, that he knew this was going to happen. Yeah. And that just as my days are numbered, so are my kids. Right. And also reminding myself that, you know, hey, you know, obviously you do, you wouldn't want this to happen and obviously you would want a baby now. But thinking about the bigger picture and thinking about, like, long-term, thinking about that, you know, that my kids' days are numbered, that yeah. they have a plan, that they have a purpose, and that, you know, God knows, you know, all, I mean, he knows everything. He's knitting them in my womb. And so to think about, like, you know, the month that they that they are born in the day that they right. are born in. He knows in, even that. Yeah, yeah. That that matters. Mm-hmm. That the smallest of the smallest of the details matters. And so almost replacing my like taking myself out of the situation. Yeah. And and in a way thinking thinking kingdom mind a kingdom mindset or thinking yeah. about like you know, thinking bigger picture. Right, right, right. And um and that's really what I had to do. I I had to um take myself or remove myself almost from the situation and think about just the bigger picture. Think about, you know, long-term and think about that, you know, this isn't a surprise to God and holding on to that hope and holding on to, you know, that song that, and the Hillsong, Hillsong song that, you know, even when it hurts, I'll praise you. Yeah. Um, singing, you know, worship, worship is huge to me. So, you know, that's the kind of stuff that got me through, but just reminding myself that, you know, God is in control always will be and that you know i would much much rather have his will and his way than mine, right you know? exactly that's so good you're like preaching over here really? <laughs> that is so good though that that's where i am too and and i have my moments like every day i have to like speak that over my life yeah because like i had a rough last month um just like I got my period and it was so crazy. Like it showed me how quick you can like go to a negative place. Yeah. If you give if you into a yourself, thought, yeah. if you let yourself, cause I never like literally every month when my period comes, I'm like, well, I got another month to lose 20 pounds. Like <laughs> normally that's always my outlook. Seriously. I'm always super like positive and just always trying to find the best. Cause I, and that's honestly how I feel. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm not like out here like, Oh my God, when is it going to happen? Cause I really trust God's timing. I really do. But I just had a bad day got my period and I was like devastated and I like gave into it and then yeah. I trickled down to like a four day like spiral yeah. and so like every single day the enemy that's something the enemy can use against oh, yeah. me right so every day I have to make sure I'm speaking life over myself mm-hmm. over my family over my womb and everything else because yeah. like it's just so easy to go there oh yeah especially when you have like all these things around you and whatever but I'm like super grateful like you said for your family like and I just have my little one, but I love her so much. Yeah. Like, I'm so grateful. I'm like, some people don't have any children yeah. and yeah. they deal with this. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I have one daughter and I feel so blessed yeah. to have that daughter. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about husbands because I learned during my miscarriage um, to kind of think about it in a bit of a different way. I think I went into it um, almost selfishly thinking that it was something that I was going through mm-hmm. by myself mm-hmm. and not that my husband wasn't with me going through it, but that I didn't acknowledge how he felt how going he felt, through yeah. it. And so, 
you know, he had a hard time with it and he processes things so different. So he wasn't able to like communicate that as much as like I can communicate it or like I can just literally bust out crying or, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you know what's happening. Right. But for him, I think he really internalized it. And, um, I, I had to acknowledge that because there was a point in time where I was better. Like I really was. And he wasn't. Yeah. And, but it was like, I was like, but I need him to be better with me. Yeah. Instead of saying, like, let me support him yeah. to get better. Yep. Because I'm like, no, I'm the one dealing with this. So he need to come on board with me. Yeah. And um, how how did your husband, how did you guys walk that together? How was his take on it? I, I got to say, um, I am extremely blessed. Jordan um, is a great, great leader. Um, I think the first time around, I think he was the one who really carried me and was like, you know, he was more of the rock for me at that at that time. Mm-hmm. The second time around, I think the roles were flipped. I think because he was, again, he's so set on having a baby girl, yeah. which I understand. Yeah. Um, that I think it broke his heart a little bit more than it did mine. Mm. So I think this time around, it was more of a. Um, for me, it was like I think I think he was almost expecting for me to go to that place where I went the first time. Yeah. But I can, and it was one of those things where I just, I didn't want to let myself go there. You know, the Bible talks about guarding your mind yeah. so many times. And I just, yeah, I don't know. So guarding my mind and I just, this time around, it's the, it's almost as if the roles were reversed. Yeah. And I don't know, again, I don't know if he was expecting for me to be in, in the bad, and it wasn't like in a bad shape the first time, but obviously it takes an emotional toll on you. Yeah. I think even in all areas, but it, the second time around, it almost as if, like, I had to remind him several times, like, hey, no, like, we're okay. Mm-hmm. We have so much to be grateful for. Our boys are, at, like, when we've, you know, your words have power. You're, you know, you speak life or death, um, or life or, life or death is in the power of your tongue. And yeah. so we've spoken so much over the boys, even as far as to... Um, looking at their the meaning of their names. And mm-hmm. so we were really careful with all that. And so the boys... All of them have so much joy and life. Like yeah. literally, they say hi to anybody. And yeah, everybody. they are so sweet. I love your yeah, boys. Yeah, they are. And like, they will go up to anybody, and they're like, "Look at my cross necklace." And Jesus died for me. And they're oh. so outspoken about all of that. And so it's like, I had to remind them. I'm like, "Hey, God has blessed us with so much." Yeah. Um, and that when His time, like, because you know. So we were, Jordan's a lot more like into like details and he's like thinking, you know, man, if, you know, you were really pregnant this month and then, so this next baby would be only two years younger than Carl or Liam. Mm-hmm. And so like, he's thinking about like further down in high school and yeah. then like all being like in high perfectly school together. Timed out, yeah. And I'm like, listen, no, 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 no. We can't like, I don't want my, my will. I don't want yeah. my plan. I'm like, because it's when I take, you know, I take a hold of the steering wheel is when things get all jacked up. Right. Everything's get out of control. I'm like, no, I'm like, in again, it was me reminding him like, hey, God's, God's got a plan. He's got a purpose. Right. And then, and again, reminding him that, you know, whenever it is that this fourth baby will come, it's going to be, you know, the baby that God has designed for us and planned for us. Right. Whether, whether if it is a boy or a girl, um, just knowing that again, thinking bigger picture, thinking and, you know, having you know, thinking like God, obviously not being God, but thinking like... Thinking in that mindset, yeah, though. That's what he that wants mindset. us to do, yeah. Yeah. Um, thinking bigger picture and, and reminding him that, hey, um, God's got, got it. You know, he's got it. He's He, he knows what he's doing. Yes. Um, but, you know, I uh, Jordan's not a very emotional 
emotional guy. So, um, yeah. He was good. He was good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and he is good. I think, it, again, if it were up to him, he'd have, he would have already had the fourth baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously you feel like you're in a good space mentally to prepare for baby number four. Yes. Um, what would you say to somebody who's not in that space yet, who is still living in that fear that you were kind of living in before Liam or during that process? Get on your knees. Yeah. I, I think... Again, the Bible talks about guarding your mind. And um, were you at the movies a couple of weeks ago? Which one? The movies. Um, the, the tsunami. One... No. Oh. oh man, that that one. Ooh. Don't even get the me started. The entire time I was Ooh. like <laughs> a mess, a mess. <laughs> um, every every time we've watched, uh, we've gone to the, at the movies. We've always wanted to watch like all the movies. Yeah. This one, I'm like, nope. <laughs> I thought I couldn't watch that I'm one either. Like, no, nope, I'm not watching this one. I'm like, I am not going home. I'm not doing that to myself again. No, but it was the one before with the one with Tom Hanks. I missed that one. So he, it was, it, I mean, it really spoke to what we were going through, but yeah. it was a, a good reminder. Um, you know, the enemy comes to do three things, steal, kill, and destroy. Yep. And I think he'll do that with your mind. Um, and if, you know, you let your mind go there. What were we talking about? Completely. Just encouraging women who oh, aren't in uh, that who space are in yet. There. Okay. So he comes to do three things. Still kill and destroy. And if you let your mind go there, I think it affects everything else. Yeah. It sinks into your heart, um, to your soul. I think... Um, I think if you let yourself go there, yeah. and I think it's okay to go through the emotions. I think it's okay to be hurt. Mm-hmm. And I think it's okay. I think you need to bring that at the cross. Yeah. Whatever it is, the emotion that you're going through at the time, I think bring that at the cross. Mm-hmm. I think um, nothing is, there's nothing that God doesn't know or doesn't like, like what you feel, he feels. Yeah. Um, so my suggestion is, do exactly what the Bible does. Put on the armor of God. Get on your knees and pray. Worship. Um, for me, again, worshiping um, is huge for me. Yeah. So even though I may, ha- may not have the words to say, I can say it through worship. I can release it through worship. So um, it, and obviously worshiping is a part of surrendering. Um, but I think um, arming yourself with the word of God, reading and praying, and again, um repeating those words his promises um to yourself if you have to write it out in the mirror um you know jeremiah 29 11 that his plans and his hopes for you are yeah are great and big things um you know that he who's he who began a good work in me is faithful to complete it you know um those are things that i had to do that i had to print out scripture or write it out or set reminders on my phone to where throughout the day where i you know something would pop up and it would remind me like hey you know, and then again, just not letting your mind go there. Yeah. Um, but I think it's okay to go through the emotions. Um, but my biggest suggestion is to get on your knees and pray. Yes. Um, I love that. Yeah. Love it. Well, I feel like this was great conversation. Yeah. I hope this helps you, you guys. I hope y'all enjoyed that episode and that conversation. Um, I pray for all the women that may, may be going through any struggles or any issues in this area. May God heal your heart and give you peace and comfort in the time of need. And just know that there's women out here that can support you and walk you through this. Please know I'm open and available. Hit me up on my Instagram, Kim Miller underscore Hey Girl Hey, or you can hit me up on my Gmail account, um, HeyGirlHeyPod at gmail.com. But um, be encouraged, you guys, and I really hope y'all enjoyed, and I'll see y'all next week. Bye, girls. Bye.